Balanced Ballerinas. I'm your host, Georgia Dostal, and this is the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. This is the podcast where we chat mindset, self-development, the power of movement, nutrition, small business, goal setting, and of course, the power of ballet, and most importantly, finding balance within this beautiful art form. Most episodes contain a behind the scenes into my life as a soon-to-be mum running two businesses, GC Dance for school-age students and Balanced Ballerinas for adult ballet students. And I've also interviewed some pretty amazing guests on here. And it's my hope that these conversations help you strive for that balance between grit and grace that the magic of a regular ballet practice can bring to our daily lives. I truly believe that. So every fortnight, this podcast is brought to you by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. All links to my online courses and in-person classes can be found in the show notes of this episode or head to balanceballerinas.com for further information about joining our super wonderful community. However, I'm so sorry. Speaking of my online courses, by the time you're listening to this episode, I will have closed 2023 enrollments to my signature 12-week adult ballet course. This was my first and original online offering that has just brought me so much joy in the last 12 months. At the time of recording, that particular online course literally turns one years one year old. One years old. One one turns one. <laughs> Let's go with that this week, um, which is really, really exciting. But with Baby Boy on the way and the one-on-one coaching that is included in the 12-week adult ballet course, I need to close enrollments to just allow the space for whatever the next few months hold for me and my little family alongside continuing to run, you know, just the studio, of course, um, complete maternity leave doesn't quite exist when you run your own business (laughs) but I promise the course will be back in 2024 and just a huge shout out to my most recent enrollments Um, I can't wait to support and improve your adult ballet journey and it'll be so nice to stay connected as I sort of enter um, my maternity leave and still be doing a little bit of what I love most. So honestly, running the 12-week adult ballet course over the last 12 months has been pure joy um, being able to offer the BB method worldwide and help even more students improve their technique, body confidence, flexibility and mindset through classical ballet has just been so incredibly fulfilling and it's so lovely sharing the stories of my adult ballet students with the BB community. So for the um, next couple of episodes, so today, not the next one, but the one after, I'll be sharing an interview with my gorgeous um, French student Leslie in a couple of weeks time. And today I'm sharing an interview with my in-person and online student Ellen. In fact, I refer to Ellen in the episode as a hybrid student. <laughs> it was quite surprising and amazing that I had so many of my in-person students want to enroll in the 12-week adult ballet course. And at first I was kind of like, but you get me in person. But as my students pointed out, the course was about just so much more than what we cover in just a regular in-person ballet class. So I think when you've worked on something so closely and poured your heart and soul into it, you kind of 
failed to sometimes see its value. And that's exactly what happened to me until my in-person students started enrolling and loving the online option of learning and developing their ballet practice and diving deeper into the BB method um, through the online academies. So today I share a gorgeous conversation with Ellen, who participates in probably about two to three classes per week at BBHQ and is a graduate of the 12-week adult ballet course. Ellen is so unique because, as you'll hear me mention in this episode, I never see her be hard on herself. Um, I would not describe Ellen as a perfectionist. So, and this is really rare in adult ballet world. And I think it's really beautiful and I want to celebrate that. Um, It's such an amazing characteristic to not only teach, but to be around. I love being around her energy. And as you'll hear, Ellen is incredibly driven and goal orientated, my kind of gal. And I'm just so proud of her and I really love watching perform all in love and love with ballet with every class. She's just an absolute dream to teach. I love sharing these conversations because whilst I've interviewed some pretty famous faces in the ballet world, it's really these ones that resonate with most of the community. And it's these real life stories about my students' adult ballet journeys that inspire everyone. So thank you, Ellen, for agreeing to be a guest on the pod and inspiring others to continue their own adult ballet journey. And if after listening to this episode, you really want to jump into the 12-week adult ballet course but can't because I've closed the 2023 enrollments, I highly suggest heading to the show notes for a link to Butter Ballet, which is a shorter six-week online course for prenatal healing or beginner ballet students. So it's really a great course for anyone, to be honest, a little bit slower, um, which is always really beautiful and nourishing and a fabulous introduction to my online academy at a very affordable price point. So anyway, let's get into my interview with the gorgeous Ellen. And as always, it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with a friend or took a screenshot for social media to let me know where and when you're listening. Let's welcome Ellen. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That's good. So I would have explained in the intro that um, you're one of my 12-week course participants, but what makes it even more special is that you are also one of my in-person students. So you're like a hybrid student. Yeah, (laughs) a bit of both. (laughs) A bit of both. I love it. And um, I asked you on the podcast because I also want to get to know your motivations as well for why you do ballet and, you know, because we don't get a huge amount of time before or after class to chat. So (laughs) it's always nice sitting down with a student. Um, Let's just dive straight in. What has your ballet journey looked like to date? Yeah, um, to date it's been a bit of like touch and go. I know I did it like as a really little child that I can only remember like kind of coming out of the car like in my ballet outfit like how old were you I probably would have been about four yeah um and I remember like my mum I was like oh can we go to ballet and mum was like oh no you can't anymore because your ballet teachers moved overseas oh no you had that experience (laughs) yeah and I was like oh okay then um and so then I didn't do ballet again for like a really long time and I picked it up when I was back in high school so probably grade eight and grade nine Mm. um, because I really wanted that's a big gap yeah a big gap Mm. um yeah because I wanted to do something outside of school um so yeah I picked it up then for a few years but had a bit of stuff going on at home so dropped it off again 
Did you have friends that were doing ballet or did you just innately want to do it and had no other reason? I did innately want to do it. Mm. Um, I didn't have any other friends going to the class. But then Interesting. on sign-up day, two of my friends that I had known since prep, um, they were in the class. Like they were signing up as well. Yeah. And they had moved to different schools. Um and so I hadn't seen them for probably a year after they moved. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, we'd known each other since we were four. Yeah. Um, and now, like, to this day, we're still, like, really close friends because we reconnected again through those ballet classes. Oh, that's so <laughs> lovely. Yeah, even though one's moved um, to Melbourne and the other's in Port Macquarie at I the was, moment. I was going to say, like, do they live on the Gold Coast? Because no. <laughs> if so, where have they been? Yeah. <laughs> I have told them about these classes, but because so they funny. don't live nearby, they don't come. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah um and then after I stopped in high school I picked it up again I think 2017 I started coming to your classes again Um, I could look it up you keep talking I'm actually (laughs) going to look it up um and I was coming with uh, my now sister-in-law but she was only um my brother's girlfriend at the time you were too yeah I do remember that um and then she moved so he was in the army so then she moved up to Townsville with him um and because I was living on Tambourine Mountain at the time it was taking me 45 minutes to drive to class so I ended up stopping because it was a big big drive at night time <laughs> it's a big drive at night time from Mount Tambourine I still have clients that do it though yeah yeah for those that don't live on the Gold Coast or even in Australia that listen Mount Tambourine is probably about like how long in the car from here 45 from here. yeah 45 minutes but it's not like an easy 45 minutes no. it's like uphills <laughs> downhills quite dangerous roads like it's not yeah I remember one time there was a massive fire and no one could get to classes and I had all these emails from my Mount Tambourine friends uh clients and students from that week who were like we just can't get there to ballet I'm yeah. like could you please just stay safe like it's okay <laughs> like that you're not coming to ballet I will cancel and refund your class it's totally fine yeah please just don't get burnt to a crisp yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's not an easy drive no, I've mm. had a few spicy experiences up and down that mountain <laughs> I have too and I haven't even done it probably half as many times as you have <laughs> Um, yeah. And so after she like had moved away, I stopped coming to classes. And then beginning of last year, I moved down to the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. only 15 minutes from here. Um, and then I was, I was like, oh, like I'll start taking the ballet classes again. Nice. Um, and I guess like that's when I came, I feel like I've become a lot more dedicated, um, yeah. in the year and a half since then. So it does make it tricky, doesn't it? Um, geographically if you don't live close-ish to an in-person class um and and it depends then too I have some people drive you know I have some students drive for an hour to get to class whereas there's some students who are like oh I I don't do more than 10 minutes in the car (laughs) so I guess it's different for everyone (laughs) but then so as someone who lives 15 minutes away from the studio actually before I get into that I did look it up um 2018 early 2018 yes so um what as someone that you know then lived closer to the studio and attended because while you were doing the 12-week course you did still so many classes in person like if not I think you picked it up so you must have just been doing so much ballet what made you supplement your training with the online as well I think um, I can remember at the time, so I was had been training for a half marathon, had finished the half marathon. And so like 
for me, my calendar like felt like it had opened up because I was doing like four hours of like running a week, um, like additional to the ballet and other stuff that I was like, oh, like I've actually got so much time now. Um, And then I'd seen you posting it online and I um, followed a few other of the 12 week course students on Instagram and was watching them do it. Um, I was like, oh, that looks like so much fun. You had FOMO. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what are they learning in that course that I'm missing out on? (laughs) Love it. Um, And so, yeah, that was like my big motivation was to be like, um, like, oh, I've got more time. And also because I was like, I want to know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what's behind the paywall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, like... I mean, I, I know you enjoyed your time, but yeah. did it live up to the hype? <laughs> I think it did, yeah. yeah. I think, um, like, probably exceeded the hype, but I don't want to hype it up too much. Oh, that's so like, nice. <laughs> but it is. it was really good. <laughs> that's good. Was it, I, and like, I always, you know, I have my discovery calls to just make sure people know it's not just about ballet. And even though I explained that to you, was that what you were expecting? Were you ex- what you got? Is that what you were expecting, or was it completely different? I think it was like what I was expecting. Um, I think because by the time I ended up starting, I think you'd already had a few finish. Yeah. Um, so I'd seen like kind of a little glimpse into like each week. Yeah. Um, to be like, okay, that week's about like the food, and that week's about. Um, like a bit more of the body conditioning stuff. Um, and so I'd had like those little glimpses. So I was like, oh, it's going to be more than just ballet, which is what I was kind of excited for as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as I always say, I don't know how to teach ballet any other way than quite holistically. And I think, and I mean, you could comment on this being a student of mine that's in person and online. Something I love is the whole body and that health and nutrition and the body conditioning that we just don't have time to do in class. It's nice in the online space to be able to include all of that. It's like the whole package. Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's amazing if the online students can also do an in-person class at least alongside it because then you get the best of both worlds. Obviously, that doesn't work out for everybody. But yeah. Um, no, I just um, – I was so fascinated with with just whether you expected what was delivered. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, good. I, um, <laughs> I think I was, like, surprised. I was like, oh, there's, like, a whole other side to ballet that I don't know about as well. Yeah. Um, what so? Like, like, the whole – like, I guess, like, body – the body conditioning side of it. Because, yeah. like, in class you just do the ballet side. I was like, oh, there's, like, a whole other element I hadn't hadn't even touched on yet. <laughs> yeah. But which you often see a lot of body conditioning for ballet on social media. Yeah. And lots of people, you know, delivering quick little exercises. But then as a student, I, you know, can imagine you'd be scrolling through and you've got these random exercises. It's like, well, how do I implement that into my practice or how do yeah. I remember it? Or you're just scrolling so you forget about it in, you know, three minutes time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of nice to have a body conditioning program alongside your ballet classes so you know where it fits in. Yeah. But like, I want to know what so when you restart a ballet as an adult yeah what was really that driving force that has kept you going do you know what I mean yeah I like I so I initially started like taking the classes again at the beginning of last year because I 
was like I had started finished uni started working full-time and I just didn't want work to be my whole life like I wanted something else yeah um and then I think like with every class you like I feel like I'm just like a little bit more progress like progress and I'm like oh I'm getting my leg a little bit higher and my plea is a little bit deeper um and I think it's that like because each week like we do different exercises in the class and like even like each week in the ballet like the 12-week ballet course it was a bit different it's like I'm still learning and I think I, that's what I like I like, love learning new stuff and love doing yeah. <laughs> like practicing um I think that's been my driving factor is it's like I don't know I've got this like huge passion for ballet now but I like I felt like I didn't have the previous times I'd done ballet like this new time it's been like whoa like I feel like it's become my life now (laughs) that's that's so nice like it's it's funny though how adults will often say to me like adult students I have like this whole newfound appreciation for ballet that I just didn't have as a child yeah which is really interesting um and then I find the students who are diehard as a as a young student sort of burn out a little bit and they don't find ballet again as an adult enjoyable it's interesting just the 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 opposition (laughs) of that um but yeah the adults who sort of maybe just did ballet like with friends because a friend was doing it or like there was something social to do or mum just dropped them off like yeah then come back to ballet and go oh my gosh I had no idea how valuable this would be yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when you're in class I, I personally as your teacher when I watch you I, f- I think you're not one of those students who beats themselves up if they stuff up a balance or if their leg isn't going as high as they want to that day. Like you just, I don't know, you just kind of roll with the punches <laughs> and you just ha- whack a smile on your face. And like, I don't personally, I don't see you beating yourself up. Are you internally like hard on yourself or are you pretty like easy going like that? I think I'm pretty easy going. Like, um, because I'm like, okay, well, I didn't get it that time, but next time we'll get it or we'll go home and we'll practice that on a little bit more. Which is such a good <laughs> attitude to have. It's so healthy. Yeah. I do remember there was like one time and we we're doing something across the floor and I stuffed it up and I was just like, and because I think I was the last one in the group. So everyone was like, well, everyone's watching me. And I was just like, <laughs> and then I was like, no, it's okay. Like, we'll just get like, we'll get it next time. Don't worry about it. Like. <laughs> That's so good though, because I mean, you've seen everyone in class. Like, I would say the majority of people get quite hard on themselves, and like as I always say, like you you don't die from from making a mistake. Like the best thing about my job as a ballet teacher is that no one dies. Yeah. Like if I if I, you know, stuff something up or make him make a mistake, I'm not a surgeon. Like I'm not you know a police officer like no no one dies it's all good (laughs) and so like I try and impart that on my students but I'm just I'm very impressed with how cool and calm and collected you are in class (laughs) and I was just interested if inside your brain it was like buzzing around with any kind of negative self-talk because that's so popular amongst adult students yeah but yeah like what where does that attitude come from (laughs) because we need to replicate it I was like I know like when I do like when we'll do like a set and I was like tondus and i like close it when we do it what's one to the side again uh to a la second and you close it to the wrong yeah so i'll close it to the front but we're supposed to close it to the back yeah i'll be like quickly switch it around like all right so when we turn around do the next side that's what you're going to focus on and i'll be like i'll get it right when we turn around to the next side i think it's like i'm just like no it's like it is what it is i can't go back and change that i just didn't 
do that properly yeah but we'll get it right next time <laughs> and you just move on yeah pretty nice. much um what and so I'd love you to share with the listeners what you do for work I'm a communications officer um for the government <laughs> so at the moment I'm working in the public health side so I've been doing a lot of um like information for people who've just been diagnosed with dementia Mm. um, and where they can find resources and help on the Gold Coast. Um, I've been working on with mental health and um, where people on the Gold Coast can access to find the right services for them. So I do the branding pretty like design work of it though. So yeah, nice. (laughs) A bit more of the creative side in the um, public health sector. Nice. And how do you find, because I mean, uh, one big thing about the 12-week course is I try and um, show students how they can kind of infuse ballet into their everyday life. Like, how do you feel like ballet has influenced, whether it's your work or your personal life, or how do you flow it through into everything? Yeah. um, So I'll find like, I do my calf raises in the morning and then if I forget to do my calf raises in the morning, I'll go to work and we've got one of those, I've got one of those desks that you can make into a stand-up desk. Nice. So I'll be at my desk doing my calf raises. (laughs) Love it. Um, And I feel like outside of work as well and like in my creative, I do like a bit of my own creative outlet stuff and I do my own drawings and um, make my own, like, i got, like, little ballet earrings you on. You do. <laughs> you didn't make those, did you? Yeah, I made these. Did you make them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought you bought them. I'm going to have to take a photo <laughs> so that when this episode comes out, everyone can see the earrings. Yeah. You made them. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You're so clever. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like, ballet is a bit, like, of my inspiration for, like, um, like, even to, like, it's probably a little bit off track, but... We've, I've bought a house and we've I'm making a fairy garden because I feel like fairies are quite like similar to like that ballet style. So I'm like putting little flowers in that I feel like look like little ballerinas. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like it's kind of a little bit more integrated into my life in that way where mm. yeah, my little creative outlets outside of work. Nice. When you come to class, are you able to switch off or are you thinking about work or? I'm able to switch off. I know there was like, if it's been a really hard day at work, it'll probably be a little bit harder for me to switch off. And then I'll be like, when you showed like, okay, what the exercise in, I'll be like, oh no, I just missed that. Um, And then I'll be like, okay, like we have to focus where we're in ballet at the moment. Um, So I find it sometimes it's hard, but most of the time it's, I'm like, okay, we're here and we're just doing ballet. (laughs) Nice. And how did your home practice go? What did that look like? Like everyone always wants the details of how people fit a home practice into their life. Did you do morning, evening? Did you have a dedicated setup? Talk us through. (laughs) Um, So at the time I was... I didn't I had a didn't have a dedicated setup, but it was kind of like my ballet space, which was the end of the dining table, and I used like the back of a chair. Yeah. Um, and Wednesday mornings, I'd wake up early to do um, the ballet class, um, and then on the weekend, I would do the body conditioning where I like could fit it in because that was my usual like half marathon training yeah. times. Um, and then I'd come home from work and. Um, change my outfit into my work or my workout clothes and then go for my 20 minute to 30 minute walk and if my partner was around I'd be like oh we're going for a walk now like do you want to come I've got my peace and (laughs) please checklist walk to tick off yeah (laughs) did you find yourself doing more than the 20 minutes yes most of the time yeah because that's like the um sort of trick is that 
20 minutes doesn't sound like much. Yeah. And so my idea was that if I get people to go for their walk for 20 minutes, guaranteed you're going to be walking more than 20 minutes. It's just (laughs) that you have to get going. If I was like, you have to go for an hour walk, people would be like, oh, Um. no. (laughs) Whereas if I say 20 minutes, you'll probably end up going for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think we ended up doing that because like if my partner was with me, we'd end up talking the whole time. That's nice. And so we ended up going for ages. Um, But then, yeah, other times it was just me. I just, you know, sometimes just do the 20 minutes, which was good as well. And especially because where I was walking, it was near a little like lake. And so I'd try and always start on the lake and then I'd go around like the suburbia area and then try and finish on the lake so I was like oh, nice and like water and area <laughs> beautiful and so what kind of habits and activities like that are you still doing yeah um so I'll still do my little walks probably not every day but I'm definitely yeah. like fitting in at least three a week three is great I mean people think I do it every day and I really don't fit in every day (laughs) three's three's like a good number that's how many times I reckon I usually do it as well yeah yeah and it's a good amount like it's like nicely evened out the week yeah (laughs) um I still do my car phrases beautiful um especially because like when I came to class I was getting cramps in my feet at the beginning of the of term one again yeah and I was like oh it's because I wasn't doing my car phrases over during Christmas. the summer break <laughs> it's so true though and like I reckon that first week of class after the summer holidays that would be winter holidays if you're on the other side of the world um everyone comes back and they're like the biggest thing I get is oh cramping my yeah. foot's cramping it's like me too it's because we haven't done anything yeah yeah so I was just like I've got to keep doing my car phrases <laughs> nice um and then I know like if I'm like on a weekend I'll probably still like pull up a ballet class not every weekend it's just depending if I'm like oh I've got a bit of time I just need to kind of like reset everything for the new week um I'll do pull up one of the ballet classes from the 12 week course and just go through it I love it yeah people think it disappears and it doesn't like it still lives in your little catalog of classes to do (laughs) what did you find like it sounds pretty easy breezy the way you've been explaining it. What did you find challenging? What did you find difficult or what were you resistant to? Some of the, the body conditioning was a little bit tricky, like yeah. especially like when you're like in doing the ab parts and trying to like get your legs into certain positions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is really hard. Um, and I think as well, just like that when like there's week, there were weeks like throughout the course where you're like, oh, like. I've got a lot going on and um, work gets busy and you're like, oh, like it gets a bit stressful Um, to, I guess, like keep like being like, no, we've got to like be dedicated to that week. I know I think I fell behind one week. I can't remember why anymore, but I fell behind a week and I was like, okay, got to stay on top of this. We don't want to like lose track and like blow this, the 12 weeks out into 24 or anything like that. (laughs) Because like the 12 weeks is a guide. Like I say to everyone, it's a guide. It doesn't disappear if you miss a week or if you go on holidays, like it's not the end of the world. It'll just keep ticking over. But it is good to finish within the 12 to 13, even 14 week mark, because then you just, you have an end date. Yeah, like you you know when you're finished and it feels just so much more like accomplished. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like stopping and starting. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you in like that routine. So otherwise Mm. like you just fall out of it. Like I knew if I stopped for like any longer than that week, I'd just fall out of the routine. Yeah. You did really well, like (laughs) of just falling behind by one week. Like that's pretty amazing. I'm very proud. Thanks. (laughs) But like what I'm interested in is you did your marathon training. You did your marathon. And then you've done 
you looked for another challenge. So yeah. you did your 12-week course and you're still obviously doing your in-person classes and revisiting that every now and then, your, in, um, your online course. You sound like you love a good challenge that's going to keep you on track. Yeah. What's the next one? <laughs> um, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I was gonna like I was trying to like give myself a bit of a breather. Um, a girl at work she just finished finished an Iron Man, and I was like, Oh, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> I think that's a bit too much though. Um, Iron Man is intense. Like yeah. even I, when I was like heavy into my CrossFit days, um, yeah. there were lots of people in my CrossFit gym who did iron woman's iron man's and i was just like i just don't like i i really want to do it so bad but i was already and one of the reasons why i gave up crossfit was i was just too sore to then teach so i was like i cannot go and do an iron man and do the amount of teaching that i'm doing but i understand the allure like i understand that's like the accomplishment yeah yeah that's so interesting but you could I'm, do something a bit more relaxing than that. Yeah, though. I think I was like looking at it. I was like, oh, um, I think she ended up doing for 12, 12 hours and 46 minutes. Wow. And I'm like, that's a whole day. Like you're just like exercising. Uh, so I don't think I will do that. But I think um, I have to, yeah, I have to work out my next challenge still. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, maybe it's a ballet exam. I was looking at the ballet exam. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our next intake for that for next year. So you've still got time to think about it. But there yeah. you go. You could have a ballet one. Yeah. But I mean, I think the beauty of, of doing ballet, um, you know, not necessarily like me if you're teaching for six, seven <laughs> hours a day. But if you're doing ballet a couple of times a week and you are doing, which I have a lot of students that do, lots of athletic challenges or um are really deep into their swimming or their running or whatnot the ballet balances it out and evens it out and stretches out the muscles and just slows you down and so it's just a good um it's good um complementing activity towards so many other things like you know you think about when you watch um boxes that supplement their training with ballet or you watch the um the gymnastics students um, who enter the Olympics, you know, supplementing their training with ballet. And like, there's a reason why they all do it because ballet can be just so like nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it actually when like, when I was doing my running, because I was doing the in-person classes. Yeah. That my running form actually like improved and my speed improved because of ballet. Because I had done like the half marathon like the years before. Yeah. Um, and then I wasn't happy with my form and my time. But then, yeah, when I started doing ballet, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I think I need to turn my legs out a little bit more when I was running. And then I found, like, it was a lot easier after yeah. taking up the classes. Well, it just makes you more bodily aware, doesn't it? Yeah. Ballet just makes you so much more bodily aware. Do you do what I do when I'm going for a walk or something? Um, and where I walk, there's lots of people walking and running. Do you check out their posture? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. And I'm like, that person needs to do some ballet or yeah. that person needs to, they're walking or running incorrectly. Like they're going to injure themselves. And my husband's like, do not go up to them and tell them that they need to <laughs> put their shoulders back or something or go, you know, because I can just see an injury waiting to happen. Yeah. So I find like if I see someone's posture and I'm like, it's not good. I'm like, oh, I'll fix mine. Like I'll be like, oh, I need yes. to. <laughs> yeah. Your posture's improved out of sight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> No, out of sight. Because I remember you used to get like a bit more of a sore lower back. 
Yeah. And I used to say to you, we need to engage that core, bring the belly button back a little bit and then just straighten up that spine. And you felt really far forward. Yeah. Whenever I remember that. Yeah. You were like, I'm, I'm like leaning forward. I'm going to fall over. I'm like, you're not have a look in the mirror. We spent so much time in your one-on-one coaching looking in that mirror and going, look, you're straight. You are not falling forward. Um, so yeah, super interesting. I still do that in class. I like look at my leg and like, oh, am I straight? Oh yeah, okay, I'm straight now. Is that why you always pick the sideways to the um, yeah, mirror yeah. bar? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I always think it's really interesting where people choose, um, you know, their position on the bar, especially now in our new studios because we've got more of a traditional. If you were to go to a company's studio, we've got that set up where the bars are all the way around the room, and then you've got your center bars. And some people are glued to their spots. You're glued to your spot. I am, yeah. Are there any, like, so what is your reason for being in that spot? Um, I think, so, because I'll face, like, if we're facing the bar, I'm facing the wall. And I think I like that because I'm like, okay, well, I'm not focusing, like, in the mirror. Like, I'll get too yeah. distracted if I'm, like, facing the mirror. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm, so I'm focusing on myself. Then when we're looking at the wall. And then when I'm at the side, there's someone in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I can be like, okay, they're guiding me a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, like I can like look at myself in the mirror still, like when we're, um, like doing that, I feel like I just forgotten all the names now. (laughs) Combrace? Combrace. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Bending the body. Yeah. (laughs) Diving. Should have studied before this. (laughs) No, no. Um, yeah. So I can still kind of see myself and be like, okay, we are, um, like I, I am straight and I am, I can see myself to see how my body is positioned and then okay we're good like keep yeah. going yeah nice but yeah that's why I like my spot <laughs> love it I love how everyone has their spot so funny um I used to have my spot too so yeah <laughs> it's, very, it's always got to do with the mirror where it is in, in regards to the where you are on the bar yeah. yeah um so I wanted to ask you and I always ask what's something challenging that ballet has helped you overcome when I do these 12-week course um interviews but I feel like you've sort of touched on it in regards to like your postural cues in regards to helping your running or bits and pieces (laughs) like that. But is there something like a little bit deeper that it's helped you overcome? Yeah, I'd say like one of the biggest things was like, I was really critical of my body. Like I think like before going into the 12 week course, yeah. um, like how, like how it moved and where it was and the size of it and all of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, I think I was just really critical, especially like I guess in ballet classes too. And I'm like, oh, like the other ladies are getting their legs higher and yeah. um, all moving more gracefully. And oh, they're like, can, they're moving their heads and doing their epomon. Did I say that one right? You did, nailed <laughs> it. Epomon, you did great. <laughs> I wasn't going to be like, woohoo. But you, you stopped and, and asked, so yes, you nailed it. <laughs> Um, and then like throughout the course, like, and you say it, I think nearly every week or probably every week in the course, like we're practicing in the bodies we have today. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just that constant, like, like affirmation to be like, okay, this is my body and this is it today. And we're just going to accept it like Mm -hmm. as it is. Um, and like, you can say yourself to that, yourself, uh, that to yourself, like once or twice and you'd be like, oh yeah, like, but I think it was that constant over the 12 weeks that kind of bit, like kind of set it in stone for me I was like okay like this is my body just this is what it is and this is how it moves and I just got to accept it yeah instead of fighting against it yeah, yeah. I think like it just 
yeah, I'm a lot more confident just in myself, like after the course, for sure. Yeah, that's so nice. Like that's the best feedback because sometimes I felt like I was overdoing it, saying <laughs> the the two things, like practice in the body we have today, and I want you to land in your body. Um, which just felt like I was being so repetitious, but it's obviously needed yeah. you know, to, to drill it in um, because we do get stuck in this mental loop, don't we? Of like, I'm not good enough. My body is crap. Like I'm yeah. not, you know, I, I can't do this. Um, and it's just about accepting the body that you're in today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that a lot lately, <laughs> especially being pregnant. <laughs> it's like waking up. Okay. What's changed today? Oh my yeah. gosh. It's constantly changing. So I'm practicing what I preach and taking a dose of my own medicine lately. Very much so. So thank you for the reminder. Um, but yeah, that's so nice to hear. Like that makes me really happy. And also because so many students, um, you know, ballet, ballet has this stereotype that ballet makes you really critical of your body. And I love that the majority of my students now, you know, I've drilled into them that ballet actually makes them more accepting of their body. So yeah, that's what balanced ballerinas is all about. So that just (laughs) makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What keeps you balanced, Miss Ellen? Um, I would say probably my journaling. So, yeah. oh, so you're still doing your journaling practice? Because that's yeah. a big part of the 12-week <laughs> yeah. course. Oh, I'm so proud. Yeah, so every – I think I'll do it at least once a week, like every Sunday. Like sit, nice. sit down and be like, okay, what have we done this week? What are we going to do this following week? Um, Sunday's a great day to do it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little bit of a reset before the new week. But mm. I think that's like the main thing that would probably keep me balanced throughout the week. And nice. Yeah, if it doesn't go to plan, I'm like, no, it's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> Nice. I give, um, during the 12 weeks prompts. So do you give yourself prompts or do you have like a regular, how do you get, get it going? Like how, cause that's where a lot of people get stuck. They go, I just don't know where to start with my journaling. Um, I help you throughout 12 weeks with prompts, but what happens after that 12 weeks? What has yeah. helped you? Um, I think I just kind of go with like, I don't, I don't really have anything or any structure I just kind of go with the flow for each one yeah um I kind of go through what goals I want to achieve like nice. that week okay so like on Monday I want to get this done Tuesday like we'll try and get this done mm. um it's kind of like a little bit of what I touch on and then I just kind of go through like okay this has probably stressed me out a bit this week and um I don't really have a routine or a flow <laughs> No, and that's fine and that's good. Like it sounds like you've got it under control. And even just writing that down, you know, going through each day of the week. That's yeah. a, Actually, I haven't thought of it like that. That's a really good um, example um, that people could use. It's just I might even – I'm going to use that. Yeah. Mon- like Monday, what do I want to achieve? <laughs> Tuesday, what do I want to achieve? You know, even if that's like getting to Friday and going, you know, for example, for me, Friday's my day off. Like yeah. so on Friday – I'm going to see if I have time to book a massage in or do something for me, you know, like, and that's, and it's just setting you up for a really good week. I love that. Yeah. And I find like it keeps me a little bit more accountable than Mm. for my week too. It's the power of writing stuff down. Yeah. Like it just, it's just, there's something about putting pen to paper that you just go like, it, it just I'm a bit over the word manifesting because you just hear it everywhere at the moment, but it really does sort of manifest when you write it down. 
because there's uh, something subconscious that happens. I'm not sure. Yeah. You're like, it's, it's really down. I have to do it now. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's in stone. Exactly. Exactly. It's in ink. So, yeah. but yeah. No, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you, you skipped out of work to do this interview and I yeah, really appreciate it. And I just wanted to say that I absolutely love having you in class. Like I said, it's such a joy to have a student that's not too hard on themselves. And, yeah. um, you know, that's just amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I love having you as my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. <laughs>